everyone, and welcome to the Dice Collectors Podcast. Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm NB, the DM. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Mari Does Things. That's M-A-R-I Does Things. Hey there, my name is Tofi, and I'm gender fluid and use he, they, and she pronouns dependent on the day. I play the character Braun, who uses he, they pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Tophilium. That's T-O-F-I-L-I-U-M. Hi, I'm Ghost, and I use she, her, they, them pronouns. I play the character Nakazara, who also uses she, her pronouns, um, sometimes they, them. And you can find me either on Twitter at TinyGhostling or on Twitch at LittleGhostling. Uh, yeah, and I'm Shrivi, and I play Rook, and you're not going to find me anywhere. Hi there, I'm Jess, uh, she, her pronouns. I play Rua who uses she, them pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at a Jess of all trades, Jess spelled J-E-S, just one S. Hi, everybody. I'm Haley Clinton, and I play Anthi. We both use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Haley Clinton 4 I don't know who the first three were. So for those of you who listened to our teaser, that was our session zero where the characters met for the very first time. Do we want to go around and give a little recap for what you guys remember for what happened? A lot of death. There wasn't that much death. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ended the episode jumping out of a window. You did? <laughs> and I have a lot of uh, extra items, which I'm very proud of. So it started with all of us watching a show and a halfling woman approached us asking for help because her son was poisoned by the apothecary. Drank something foul and ended up at the clerics. Uh, so after some hilarity of us trying to break into the shop, <laughs> we eventually were successful and we found a body. So there was some death. Uh, we is a general term there. Minimal death. None of you guys died. <laughs> And then we just killed people after, so it's all Gucci. Everything was fine. Uh, there were people upstairs, and one of them just happened to have the same face as the shop owner, which spooky and weird. Yeah, there was a very weird, ominous voice, and once that extra double, body double, died, they morphed into this other person that was also very uh, sketchy. And then, of course, thematic timing, right as we're about to leave and figuring out what to do, the guards walked in. So Omthi proceeded to, again, jump out of the window. We don't really like cops. And uh, I know Rua went downstairs to approach the guards to try and explain what was going on. And I believe rolled pretty well on that check. Yes, yeah, so we will actually pick up things right there. So Rock is catching his breath on the steps. Ron is cuddling with Noxara's cat upstairs. <laughs> Omthi is diving out the window to try to avoid the guards. Uh, and Rua is descending the stairs, calmly explaining what had happened. You rolled a modified 20 on your persuasion check. Uh, so this guy kind of relaxes a little bit and then hears a commotion out back. Omthi... You dive out the window and a woman is coming around the alley or uh, around the corner from the alley and sees you coming out. Roll a dexter uh, uh, an acrobatics check to see how you land. I was so thematic. First roll of the session and it is a seven. All right. So you take four points of falling damage as you kind of twist your ankle as you land. And this woman coming around the corner, uh, clearly a guard, says, Halt! 
<laughs> and starts to chase after you. I quickly turn the corner and kind of like press myself up against the wall. And all of the things that I had just taken from the shop, I kind of like shove in a nook or cranny in the wall. And then after she runs past me, I quickly, uh, after everything is stashed away, uh, come out with my hands up and be like, all right, all right. Okay. Yep. So she uh, chases after you as you round this uh, the corner and grabs you. Um, and so she grabs your arm as you're uh, kind of putting your hands up um, and immediately puts them behind your back and clamps them in irons, um, in manacles. Um, and so she calls out to the front, they tried to run, check upstairs. Uh, and so Rua, in front of you, <laughs> this guard levels his spear and, and motions over to the counter and says, all right, go over there, uh, put your hands on the counter. Um, and then two other guards behind go upstairs and find Rock on the steps. <laughs> oh. You don't, you don't want to go up there. Sir, are you all right? Oh, I just, I'm tired. Yes, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just tired. All right. The guards will go past you, but one keeps an eye on you and then goes into the room and sees a dead body on the floor. Um, and uh, Bron and Nakazara, what are you doing? Bron is still crying. I'm still huddled up in the corner with the cat, just like, <laughs> there's dead people and I almost died as people tried to kill me. The guards, finally someone's here. We almost died. We almost died. Thank God you're here. Thank, thank she and me are here. We almost died. They tried to kill us. Who tried to kill you? The dead person and one more person ran out the window. Not the, not, not the aquatic person. The other person, um, they got away though. They got away. But the person, he, this person looked like the dead guy downstairs. They looked exactly alike. Hold on one moment, sir. <laughs> and they poke their head out the door into that hallway again and says, there's someone dead down there, check it out. <laughs> so the Rua, the man who is pointing his spear at you, looks around, let's see if he, yeah. Im immediately that stench hits his nose and says, <sighs> and he peeks around the counter and sees uh, the dead man. And he, he kind of motions, is this the one that you talk were t talking about? Yes, we came in and found him like that all right um seems to like this is a pretty complicated situation but we have at least one dead body uh i think you and your friends are gonna have to come with us in cuffs or just for some friendly questioning we'll keep it friendly for now but no funny business no funny business at all does that mean these can come off? They kind of hurt. Yeah. Um, the woman who grabbed you will bring you around to the front. Um, and she says, you tried to run. You're staying in these cuffs with me. <laughs> and so she will bring you, Ampi, and then Rua and the other guard from upstairs will gather folks up there. Bron and Naxara and Rock, they'll kind of herd you down with the rest and start leading you through the streets towards, back towards where you came from, actually, out of the Vendition Quarter and towards the old reserves, which 
think you all have a map of Valoria, but it's past New Season Square where you guys were watching the show. All right. Um, and one of the guards does stay behind to kind of check the scene because <laughs> he left quite a mess. So he will lead you back towards Valoria and basically on the way we'll say, we'll get a magistrate, they'll settle all this out. This is way above my pay grade and it's a holiday. So they're not gonna be happy, but we do need them to, to handle this. So they will uh, bring you into basically what looks like an office building in the old reserves. And so they gather you there, you wait probably for like an hour as someone runs out after the guard who was doing the main talking whispers and says, no, no, we, we need we need her, go, go find her wherever she is. And so you guys are kind of sitting here for a little while. Are you gonna do or say anything? Um, I think Nagsara will kind of like, after she hears something I'm mentioning of a holiday, she's going to ask, Nagsara did not know holiday? What holiday? Are you asking one of the guards? She's just asking in general. Okay. It's the new season's festival. So it's the spring festival. Um, and one of the guards will turn around and say, yeah, are, you guys are new in town. Uh, the performances happen every few months with the changing of the seasons. It's a nice way to celebrate. It was really pretty while I saw it. It looked really nice. One of the guards will take pity on you, Bron, and bring you like a nice steaming cup of tea. <laughs> I'm still uncontrollably sobbing, just like stress petting the cat. Is yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you guys are there for about an hour. And then as you hear kind of a bustle from the hallway and then the man who escorted you here will motion you all up and say come on she'll see him. i wouldn't piss her off if i were you she's already in a mood well sure this can't get any worse so she, he will bring you into this very um cluttered office there's a table there's a desk and then there are um two chairs in front of the desk and there is the brown-haired woman in a robe um who sweeps in from a side door and sits behind the desk and kind of <sighs> arranges her robes and says, all right, all right, come on. Wh what's going on now? I think Rua kind of glances at everyone else and clears their throat. And do you want me to start at the beginning? Sure, as long as you make it quick. I'm missing the show. All right. A halfling woman by the name of Time approached me in the square asking if I could help her because her son was poisoned by an apothecary. These individuals came with me and she motions to the group. We did indeed break into the shop. There was no answer to our hails or knocking on the door. And when we got in, we found the apothecary dead. We then heard noises upstairs, went to approach and found people, including one who looked like the apothecary in the moment. They were doing some weird ritual. There was a lot going on. We defended ourselves, they attacked us. And then your guards showed up just as one escaped. So we have poison, murder, rituals, and two, two dead men. Uh, Maury, please tell your side of the story. And the guard steps forward and says, uh, we were summoned by a commotion. We heard it coming from the building. Um, I gathered Lori and uh, her partner, um, and we came and saw uh, this young woman come down the stairs, explained somewhat what went on. This story seems to be 
the same that she told us, however, um, and he will produce a piece of paper um, from his pocket, we found this on the body upstairs. Um, and so he hands her this note um, and also says, we found two bodies. There was no sign of a third person. Uh, they might have gotten away as they claim, uh, or they may not have been there at all. Uh, also, the upstairs would seemed to be clean. There did not seem to be any uh, ritual of any sort. Do you want to add anything? So as a clarification question, was I successful in stashing those items? Yeah. Cool. Then, uh, because one of those items was like that rare lichen and the shiny rock that was making those noises. So I kind of pipe up and uh, say that I might have some more information if these handcuffs could be removed. Oh, yeah. Um, as at, When you're in the guardhouse, they will remove the handcuffs. It's just when you're walking, they didn't want you running away during the street. Okay. <laughs> While you were in the street. Sounds good. Uh, then I will say that, uh, yes, the reason why you did not find anything was because I was worried that you wouldn't believe us. So I went ahead and stashed uh, some of the materials that we saw from this ritual. There was this very rare uh, lichen that I know is only in certain areas, which doesn't necessarily mean that something bad was going on. But when we went upstairs and were fighting these people, there was a very loud voice coming from a unique stone. And so that stone is also stashed away. Uh, if you want to tell your, your guardsmen that's still scouting the area that I hid them uh, near the wall nearby. The judge will kind of look to the side and motion and he immediately salutes and walks out the door, uh, presumably to go find your stash. <laughs> um, and so the judge says, while we wait for him, um, regardless of whether you killed in self-defense or you did kill am i correct only one of them the one upstairs we don't know what happened with the one downstairs and you did break in to a locked abode is that also correct uh, i i mean I, we fell into it and it didn't you know i will withhold judgment until the guard returns with the evidence you claim to have removed from the crime scene and stashed elsewhere. However, I am inclined to believe for now that you did not purposely go in with the intent to murder. Um, and she kind of looks at one of her papers and slides it down um, and kind of like covers the, the note that was um, handed to her from the from the guard. We will reconvene in uh, about 30 minutes when the guard has returned with his report um, and you guys are escorted back out of her chambers. Uh, as we're being escorted, Nakzara is going to like turn around and say, uh, Nakzara not from here. We'll still be sentenced if sentenced poorly. You are in the district and the jurisdiction of the Viceroy of Valoria. You will be judged accordingly. Ah, okay, okay. If I go to jail, my mother's gonna kill me. Same. Yeah, I've been there a few times. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. You've never met my mothers. I, I mean, I've been around a lot, but I, probably true. Nagzara just hope that we do not get put away for long if 
put away. I have duties to do. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I kind of panicked when I heard the guards. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to make amends. I'm a little sorry. As you guys wait, you do see you're back kind of in that original like lobby waiting room. Um, and you see the guard who was sent out come in with a bag stuffed full of removed evidence <laughs> um, and goes into the judges' chambers. And they uh, are in there for about 15 more minutes. Um, and then they come out and gather you back in um, and escort you back into the judges' chambers. And they're um, laid out on her desk is the stone that you had gathered, the you know ingredients and lichen um, and other uh, materials that you had kind of swept off of the desk um, or off of the barrels rather. Um, and she goes, I don't know what any of this is in particular. You could have removed this from the apothecary and their shelves. Um, this stone, let's see if she recognizes. Nope. This stone has a symbol on it. I don't, do any of you recognize it? And she will hold it up with the kind of angled infinity sign that I mentioned last time. Can we roll to recognize it? Yeah, if you guys want to roll, I think, did you guys roll last time before it? I do not remember. I think Omthi did. I think only Omthi did. Yeah, so if you want to roll um, a history, religion, or arcana, up to you guys. I will roll that arcana. And I got a, a modified 20. Okay. You don't know exactly what this is, but it has some abyssal nature to it. Um, it is not of this plane, for sure. Okay. Naxara is not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so seeing no response, she will put it down and say, we might have to do some extra research on this. Um, these do appear to be ingredients that could be used in some sort of ritual. Um, your story mostly adds up. Did you say that these men looked the same, the dead men? Until he died. Okay. And do you know what any either of these dead men had to do with this time woman and her son and the poison? I mean, supposedly one of them, I'm guessing it was the imposter, sold a potion to him that made him break out in, I think it was boils or something like that. Do you know where time is? Can she be found? She said... She said her son was at the temple being treated. I don't think I ever mentioned it specifically. It was like she gave you directions. Um, so you can give those same directions. And yet again, another guard kind of <laughs> trying to hold back a roll of his eyes of being sent on all these errands around the city will kind of run out trying to like get this done quickly um, and comes back um, a few minutes later because um, leading time and she comes in a little frantic and a little confused at being brought to this magistrate's magistrate's office uh but upon seeing you comes over and says did you find did you find him how's harold it's complicated Com complicated and the judge go goes over and says are, are you time um and time turns around and says yeah yes um i asked these folks to investigate something that happened to my son uh, I, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. Uh, and the judge says, that is all well and good. Um, 
you are here as a witness to verify their story. So you did indeed ask them to investigate Harold's apothecary. Time kind of nods, still a little confused. Did you ask them to commit any sort of crime in, in doing so? <laughs> she sh looks over at you, Rua, and is shocked. Like, what did you guys do? <laughs> uh, no, not at, not at all. I was merely concerned for my son. I offered payment in return for some investigation. The guards weren't taking my son's condition seriously. Very well, you're not in trouble. Um, Thank you for your testimony. Um, and then she will turn to the rest of you again. I am inclined to believe you. However, the fact that there are two dead bodies in my jurisdiction does not look good. I want you gone. <laughs> and she looks past you to the guard again. Um, is that merchant still leaving town this afternoon? And he nods. Um, very well. You, you will be put on a merchant caravan. Um, the, it's not a super large merchant, but there have been reports of bandits on the road to Turidian. Um, if you guard this caravan to Turidian, once you are there, you will be free to go uh, and not wanted in this district. Is that amenable? Can I get my stuff back? This is evidence. Aww. So just so I'm clear on this, we are being forced to guard a caravan you will leave with that caravan as when you are out of my district what you do is really up to you but uh if you do not guard the caravan i know this merchant personally she's a friend she will return um, and report back to me so once you reach teridian you are free to go how long is that trip out of character it'd be like a few about a week um, and it would actually be kind of on your way back. Uh, it's the only main road um, okay. out of Valoria, so you probably would have come that way anyway, unless you wanted to risk going across the plains. Can I just like kind of lean over it and just say like, hey guys, this sounds like a lot better than jail. I say we go for it. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm so sorry everything happened. I just hope your son's okay. Thank you for having us. Yeah, time is a little um, distant because she you she doesn't really know what's what happened and she heard two dead bodies. Um, so one of the guards, she'll not, like, nod at you and then one of the guards escorts her out to explain what happened with Harold. Um, so yeah, you guys are willing to take the deal? Yep. Very well. Uh, Maury, would you please bring them to Fifi um, and get them going? I'm may be able to catch the last few minutes of the show. Um, and she stands up before you guys are even out of the room and leaves. <laughs> um, and then Maury escorts you out of the office um, and down to uh, the um, past New Season Square and into uh, Troop Town, where at the gate there is a small, um, like two wagons and um, three uh, other individuals. And Maury goes over to a very short gnome figure uh, who is, even though she's, they are short, they are hunched as well. So they look even shorter than they actually are. Um, and he kind of kneels down and says, uh, and points over to you and has a whispered conversation. Uh, and then they come over in front of you and you see 
a very short gnomish figure, like I mentioned, uh, wizened, old, wrinkled, um, and they peer up at you uh, and pull back their hood. Um, you see they kind of move, they hobble a little bit when they move, and they uh, look up and say, you're in trouble with uh, the honorable Domgard, are you? In trouble is kind of a general term, but sure. Well, her bark is worse than her bite, and she really likes that uh, Leonidas fellow, uh, the actor, you know. So probably messed up doing whatever you did on a holiday. We didn't know it was a holiday. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we kind of just walked into a room and got attacked, so. Well, if you manage to get attacked and come away relatively unscathed, she takes a look at bronze like cuts and bruises. <laughs> Perhaps you'll be useful on the road. Uh, you can help uh, Redford and Kelly over there, and she points over to the other two figures, which are hulking uh, a half-orc and a human man, um, and they are basically loading crates up onto the wagon. Uh, you can help them pack up, and then we'll get going. All the way to Teridian, mind you. Ooh. Um, I got a bad back. I don't think I'm going to be doing any lifting on this. I can do all the lifting. I got it. Don't worry. You you relax. You you just sit back and stress free. You okay? I'm just stressed. Oh, okay. Let me do some labor. Manual work will straighten that out. Go ahead. Um, and to you, um, Rock, she points over to the horses. Bad back or not, you can take care of them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll just sure. <laughs> All right, so you go over to the um, horses and start uh, tacking them up to the to the wagons. Um, Ron, you go ahead and start um, loading up the crates. Uh, everyone else, are you uh, helping out, getting ready to go on the road? Yep, yep. Amthi will help out. All right. Nakzara will uh, look like she's helping, but she's mainly just kind of poking around, being nosy. <laughs> Do you want to make an investigation check? Yes, please. All right, go ahead. Uh, that is a, I rolled a 16 and that's a plus six. So that is 22. Yeah, so mostly what she's carrying or what they're carrying is uh, costumes. There are a lot of textiles. Um, you find uh, in the front seat some ad posters for the summer festival, which is happening in about another month. But that is mostly what they're carrying. You also do find some uh, barrels that have already been loaded into the first cart that have um, syrup. She's gonna swipe some syrup uh, if the, if it's already bottled, or uh, she'll try and find a bottle. It's like a keg. She'll try and find a, a bottle and get some syrup. Okay, <laughs> roll a sleight of hand check. That is a eighteen. All right, swiftly and silently, uh, in the guise of helping load things onto the cart, you tap one of the kegs and op uh, fill up a bottle of syrup. So you now have some uh, syrup on your person. <laughs> um, as you guys are loading the cart, uh, the uh, gnome comes over and kind of supervises, uh, points here and there and says, no, 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 don't put that on top of that box. Put it on top of that box. Uh, make sure that one's on top and very, like, is very hands-on and uh, particular about where things are put. Um, and then you guys are on your way to uh, Teridian, on the road out of Valoria. Um, it'll take you guys about a week, um, but will someone roll me a D100? I don't think I have one of those. I really shouldn't be rolling. I got a 20. Okay. 
no that's fine um first day out you guys i mean it's the afternoon so it's not um you're not going to get a lot of traveling done but uh fifi does seem to want to get on the road um and then redford and kelly don't seem to be doing a lot of talking they mostly uh drive the the two wagons um and are kind of watchful you see that one um you, you don't know which is which um but one has two swords strapped on his side um and the other has a long sword um but mostly you know protection detail but you don't know um how effective just the two of them would be against a troop of bandits on the road which is probably why you've been tasked with this first day passes without incident you still have a while to go to get out of the forest probably another day or so um but as you bed down for the night um you guys will level up after this long rest. Um, anything you want to do around your campfire? Um, Thee's gonna be like taking notes, kind of like in her journal and also drawing some pictures from some of the things, including the symbol from the, the stone and uh, what the lichen looked like, like a very scientific drawing. Noxar is going to play her violin. Awesome. Nakzara, what kind of tune do you play? Is it like a happy one, a sad one, one from um, your home? Definitely one from the home. Probably her uh, her one aunt's favorite song. Great. Yeah, Fifi uh, listens very uh, attentively and says, I haven't heard that one before. Uh, I like it. Um, and you see on her shoulder, a squirrel kind of comes up and perches on her shoulder. Um, and starts kind of swaying in time to the music. <laughs> uh, what time of night is it? Is it kind of late or early? Um, it's evening, so it's not like super dark, but like the sun is set, um, so you can still kind of see you're gathering, gathered around a campfire, um, and the wagons and the horses are all taken care of for the night. Ruck is going to start getting ready for bed because, uh, you know, early bed, early to rise and whatnot. And he's old. Early bird gets the worm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, do you guys want to keep watch or do you want to just head to bed? I think watch is best. Agreed. Okay. One of um, the merchant guards are also going to stay up. So they will keep watch with you. Whoever wants to take the first. I can take the first. Okay. We'll go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. Um, and since it's nighttime i don't get my disadvantage correct right you have dark vision right i have dark vision but i'm also a drow right so okay so i won't have disadvantage right there's no sunlight sensitivity here okay so that is um a 15. okay so you kind of listen to everyone as they fall into a deep sleep um this is the first time that you've had traveling companions um in a long time. Um, so it's kind of nice to have the company, um, but it is also kind of scary to be around all these strangers all at the same time. Um, you see the one guard, uh, it's the half work man, uh, is leaning up against his uh, one of the wagons and just keeping an eye out, doesn't really say much, um, but your watch passes without incident. Um, and then he goes over and wakes up the human man to take his watch. Who would like to take the second? Who can take second? Not that I have a great perception check, people, but... <laughs> Go ahead and roll your perception check. Oh, that's going to be a seven. <laughs> <laughs> so 
you're a long way away from home. Um, it is, again, similarly nice to have company. It kind of reminds you of home a little bit, um, having so many people around, uh, given your large family. But it, it's also kind of like, you know, it's not the same. You, you, you want to go home and see that, um, your family again. Um, but your watch also passes without incident. Um, you do notice that the human man takes up the same post on the wagon, but you can slightly hear coming from him. He is standing upright, leaning against the wagon and completely asleep. That's a talent. <laughs> Dangerous, but a talent. All right. The night passes without incident. You all are um, wake up to the sounds of Fifi bustling around camp making breakfast. Um, you guys are welcome to partake and they have uh, enough food stocks for all of you to reach uh, Turidian safely. So confirming that was a long rest? Yes. So now you guys can use your level two sheets. <laughs> and HP goes up after a long rest, right? Yeah, your spell slots reset, your health resets, um, okay. your wild shapes and other abilities also reset. Um, great. So you guys head out on the second day. You're still in the woods, but um, around mid-afternoon, you can um, see the, um, kind of the light at the end of the forest. You're about to come out. Um, Amfi, go ahead and roll a perception check. I really can't roll. That was a six. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, it was not a high DC. <laughs> Off to your left, um, as you guys are nearing the edge of the woods, you see um, moving through the trees the shadow of some relatively large creature. Um, definitely not human. Definitely um, some sort of animal. Okay, I definitely tell everybody that I see this. Yeah. And as you direct everyone's attention to it, one of the guards just says, it's just a bear. Don't bother it. It won't bother us. He's kind of not wrong about don't bother it. It won't bother us. We'll be fine. I've seen plenty of bears. Do you cross paths with a lot of bears when traveling this route? Sometimes they're not uncommon in these parts of the woods. Noct is just going to look at the bear and says, the fuzzy creature is just curious. As long as it doesn't want to eat us with its curiosity. As you say that, the bear does take notice of you. It kind of like lifts its head up and turns its head towards you and starts snuffling. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? Uh, I don't think this is a good sign. <laughs> yeah, if you want, you can roll an animal handling check to see what's going on. Braun got a 16. I got a 19. Braun, you're not really sure. You've seen bears before around your home, um, but this one, you've never had them this close to you at this point. Um, Amthi, you realize that the bear is definitely looking for something and coming in your direction. Can I use or cast speak with animals to talk to the bear? Definitely. Yeah, so it just happens, right? Yeah, it's just on cell for uh, 10 minutes and it gives me the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts um, for knowledge and awareness um, about nearby locations and monsters, including what they can perceive and have perceived. So just kind of like getting a feel for what the bear has seen and what it might be, be looking for. Yeah. Um, so as you cast that, the bear kind of lets out a sound. <laughs> um, and you recognize the sound. Um, 
she's calling for someone or something. I definitely communicate this with everybody. And is the bear still coming toward us at this point? Like trying to see if we're one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I communicate uh, it with the rest of the group and also let the bear know that we are not the people that he is looking for. Okay, so you you communicate that to the bear and he kind of like locks eyes with you and um, says, (laughs) trying to figure out if I want this to be a voice or just (laughs) animal communication. (laughs) Um, They kind of snuffle again and like the way that their nose twitches, this is not just any, you know, random bear looking for food. They're looking for um, another bear and they're, worried about them so yeah I definitely communicate this with the rest of the group and kind of say that like I know that we're supposed to be getting this caravan where it needs to go but also if there's a another bear out there that might be in trouble they might attack us so maybe we should just be wary of of this bear and whatever other bear this one's looking for so it's not a bad idea at all. It's probably looking for a baby bear or that's baby bear looking for a big bear mother bear. So keep your eye out. Awesome. So you guys continue on the bear, seeing that you can communicate and not viewing you as a threat will leave you alone and cross the road behind you and wander off into the woods, still kind of calling out for this other animal. Anything else you want to do today? You do come out of the woods and now you are in the plains, um, on the Lockweed Plains. So it is tall grass on either side of you for as far as the eye can see. Um, most of you, I think, would have would be somewhat familiar with this area, except for Bron and Exara. Uh, speaking of being unfamiliar, Noct, uh, probably at some point uh, past the woods would have climbed on top of one of the wagons, if they, especially if they're covered. And just is gonna like stand on it and like look around at everything. Okay, get a better viewpoint. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay, uh, with disadvantage because it's daytime. Uh, so one of those was a natural 20. However, the other one was a natural eight. Uh, so that's 11. <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you know, you're out of the woods now, so it is very bright. Um, and so it is almost blinding looking at the blades of grass as they wave in the breeze um, and the sun reflects off of them but there is like no civilization you don't really see any animals it's just grass and flat okay and she's definitely going to pull her hood a bit farther up all, all over herself so there's a little bit of shade over her eyes it's not too blinding as you guys are traveling Fifi they will go around and kind of walk next to you each of you none of you guys have been provided horses (laughs) so you are walking um so they'll look down at each of you in turn and kind of you you know that they're judging you just from the way that they're looking um but they don't say anything can i compliment their weapons they don't actually have any on them i thought they had like one of them had like double swords and one had like a long sword or is this other people oh the bodyguards yes okay this is someone else okay sorry that's okay that's the the merchant um, but you can definitely go up to the bodyguards uh, or the merchant guards. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go up to the bodyguards and just compliment their weaponry. Thanks. Leftover from the army. Do you, are you um, does Omphi carry weapons? Um, I have a, like a couple little things. My main thing's a quarter staff. Yeah. Um, 
so they, they'll kind of like look up and down and notice that you don't really have anything large. Um, and so how, how are you planning on, you know, protecting Fifi from bandits if that comes up? Oh, I can make weapons. I just do it in a way that I don't have to carry them because that just seems like a waste of energy. <laughs> waste of energy? How are you supposed to be able to carry the, the weapon in battle if you can't carry it during the day? <laughs> I guess uh, we'll just have to hope that you never have to see. Kind of like gives you a look like, I don't really understand. <laughs> uh, they're pretty simple people. <laughs> Um, I just talked to a bear and you think this is weird? Talking to a bear is one thing. People who live with them, there are a lot of people who live in the woods and, and understand nature. Like I said, we, I mean, if we don't bother them, they won't bother us. That's fair. And I respect you and I respect your weapons. And uh, yeah, one if we do encounter any, any troubles, I'll be sure to show you what uh, I can do. Well, should I look forward to it or hope it doesn't happen? That's up to you. I'll kind of give a, a chuckle uh, and continue on. Non-magic users. Did I hear that someone wanted to say something to Fifi when they were up next to him? I mean, I think Rua would if she if we are clearly getting judgy looks. <laughs> I think eventually Rua would just be like, I, uh, is something wrong? You just strike me as an odd group. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I've been thinking much of the same thing since this all happened. How long have you known each other? A day. <laughs> they, they, they raise their eyebrows like, really? <laughs> um, and looks to their shoulder where the squirrel is still perched and says, they've only known each other for a day. And the squirrel goes and shakes their head. Ron's, Ron's going to look up and be like, can I pet the squirrel? That is up to Cho. Cho, may I please pet you, please? Make an animal handling check. I think this is the most animal handling checks I've ever had in a D&D game. Yeah. Ron likes animals, y'all, if you can't if you can't tell. 20! I got a 20! Not that, but 20! <laughs> the squirrel kind of like tilts his head at you and kind of flicks his tail and goes, and then scurries down Fifi's um, arm clings onto the horse's mane and then leaps over like uh, like it would from a branch to another branch onto your shoulder. We just want to pet everything. This is the happiest Bronze ever been. He's just gonna like be like and just like like wiggle his little finger at it and just like boop the nose, boop the snoot. Nice. The squirrel goes and as you like go underneath the chin, <laughs> it raises up its head. My heart is so full. Thank you so much, Cho. I have a feeling at the end of this campaign, we're going to have like 15 different pets each. If I have anything to do with it, heck yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. As you are petting Cho, Fifi continues and uh, says, if you've only known each other for a day, how did you manage to get on the bad side of the guards so quickly? By helping people, attempting to help people. This is why you don't have friends, kids. This is why you don't help people. We tried our best. We tried our best. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah. What, what Bron said. <laughs> Nagzara is new and does not know anything. So followed along and trouble found. Did trouble find you or did you find it? It's just, they're kind of like asking for clarification. Uh, 
Nock just gives a little smirk and just shrugs her shoulders. Well, perhaps it was meant to be. Sometimes the friends you find are better than the ones you wouldn't, uh, you would be stuck with if you hadn't. That that is true. If I was by myself, I probably would have said some mean words to those guards and been locked up for a while. It's never good to piss off the authorities. Well, some uh, I got yeah, um, I got I got anger issues. By by the way, can we sorry? By by the way, can we take a can we take a break or uh, I'm I'm getting real tired. I guess got to go. Can I can I get up there with you? My, my, my knees, like, look, look, look at my left knee. It's, like, swollen. So, can I, uh One of the guards will, like, roll his eyes and move over on the seat that he was driving the cart and say, come on. All right. And he just hops up as high as he can. <laughs> Sprightly leaping up into the, the wagon seat. Yeah, big old smile now. You're so kind for helping such an old man. Thank you. I'm sure he needs it. <laughs> All right. You guys... Start uh, the second day passes without any other incident. Um, you bed down again for the night. No bandits have approached. Nothing has uh, happened really of any note um, today. Anything you guys want to do around the campfire? Um, they will again take some notes and draw the bear and some of the facial expressions of the bear and also volunteer for first watch since she didn't do it the previous night. Noct is just gonna like like hide off somewhere and like just take a take a sip of the syrup just straight um it is extremely sweet like it's so sweet you like almost it's almost sour like you know that that clenching feeling you get in your jaw you get that yeah, she's just gonna she's just gonna go into a corner, crouch down, like take a take a quick like um kind of like you know like like as if she's taking a shot and then like just stop right back up and then like hide it away and then go back. I think when uh Nakstara comes back, Rua's absolutely gonna ask uh what was the song you played last night? Nagzara played song from home. Favorite song of Ant. Do you know a lot of songs? Uh, mainly songs Nagzara made. So you write music too? Uh, you could say. Ru looks very impressed. Uh, if you play an instrument, I could teach you. Oh, no, I, I have no musical talent whatsoever. Uh, would you like a, would a friend-like song played? Sure. Okay. And then, uh, so Naxara is going to um, pull out her instrument, uh, her violin, and um, look to Rua and kind of take a moment of pause and then say, Friend wants happy or what kind of mood is friend in? Let's go with happy. Happy it is. And so Naxar is going to play a happy song. Very nice. Uh, roll a performance track. Uh, that is an 18. Yeah, you play the, the song and it's enrapturing. Like, even though it's a happy tune, it almost like 
puts a trance into all of your listeners. Like it is um, ear capturing. I was going to say like eye capturing, but it's not. <laughs> um, it is beautiful. Um, and, and, you know, again, Cho is waving on the shoulder. He seems to be a very uh, musically inclined squirrel, <laughs> if there is such a thing. Um, and you play everyone to bed. Um, who, uh, Ampi, you said you were going to take the first watch? Yes, I will. All right. The uh, guards switch off, so it is the human up first. to Go ahead and roll your perception check. That is a nat 20, so a 23. Nice. As you're keeping watch um, and thinking about, like, all the notes that you took and the things that you've seen along the way, um, you hear something from um, outside the camp. Um, you hear the grass moving and it seems like something's walking through. Like it could be an animal, it could be a person, you're not sure. Can I go take a closer look? Yeah. Um, you see it, they're, it's kind of like moving around the camp towards the carts. Um, and as you kind of turn around to look, um, do you have dark vision? Let me, yes, dark vision for 60 feet. So as you turn to look, you see a few figures crouched um, and um, kind of running hunched over towards the cart. Um, and either Redford or Kelly, you're still not sure which is which, uh, <laughs> does not seem to take notice. I go ahead and tell them what I'm seeing and ask if we should go ahead and alert the others. Okay. Roll a stealth check to wake everyone quietly. That is a 15. You start waking everyone up. Um, you guys all come to a, uh, come to with Omthi kind of leaning over you with a finger to her lips. Ruck is visibly angry at being woken up. He is not, not okay with this. I'm just envisioning you waking Braun up in the middle of like a giant snore. And so he's like... <laughs> up yeah i think as people are waking up i will just very quietly whisper that there's somebody out there and that they need to be quiet i'm gonna ready my weapon and for and for noxara too um i like point out exactly where having sense that she has this like vision that she might actually be able to see them too uh so as noxara is looking out she is going to cast just a, a, a quick little mage armor on herself. Definitely also taking out weapons. Um, a different sword this time. Ruro takes out a short sword this time and a dagger. Because I want a two-weapon fight. <laughs> As you are going around and waking everybody up, it's a very minimal map for this, so I can share it with you, but it's literally just a road and a campsite. So <laughs> um, let me share that. So you guys are uh, gathered off to the side of the road by these rocks basically weren't functioning as your campsite um and the cart the two carts are closer to the road so that they're just kind of pulled off to the side um and as you are watching this and getting it getting ready and pulling out weapons um did you notify and wake up fifi and the other of redford or kelly as well or did you just wake each other up yeah i would have well, i would have told the person who was awake and I guess kind of assumed that they would wake them up. All right. Um, so Fifi kind of scrambles down further into their bedroll. 
<laughs> um, and the half orc wakes up and looks over to where uh, the human bodyguard is um, and picks up a rock and chucks it over to try to hit him and misses horribly. Um, so it hits the back of the cart and uh, this loud sound um, kind of makes him turn his head as this bandit pops up out of the grass and tries to stab, um, it, it, I mean, it's Kelly, but yeah. <laughs> uh, there will two 11s, but that barely misses, even with his surprise popping out of the grass um, with the rock hitting the back of the wagon, uh, Kelly turned his head just enough to get missed. Um, everyone roll initiative. That is a nine for Omthi. Yeah, Ruck got six. Uh, that is going to be a 12 for Rua. Eight for Braun. Five for Noct. Did you guys literally get a nine, eight, six, five? Sounds like it. I made the perception check. I'm good. I was rolling so well this evening. I was rolling so well earlier. I'm the weirdo who got a 12. It's fine. <laughs> Let me roll for the bandits. That's right. What we what we lack for in initiative, we'll make up for in attacking. I like your optimism, but uh, <laughs> I was just trying to read double read my character how to play this thing again. How do I play D and D? Great question. All right. <laughs> so the bandits will still get a surprise attack. That was the first uh, or a surprise round, rather. Um, but because you guys are ready for them, they won't um, they won't get advantage. So. There are five figures around the cart. Um, and one will just rush and jump onto the back of the cart. Another starts taking things off with them. So they're working together. Uh, the one that missed <laughs> is going to uh, try to back away from Redford. And Redford will get an attack of opportunity on them as they take out their short swords. So that will land on the first bandit two points of damage to the first bandit and then as you guys are watching these three bandits here from behind you there are the sound of arrows whistling through the air as they try to um pin you guys so one is going to go at rua one is going to go at Braun, and one is going to go at omsi um so the first one that's a natural 18 so i'm assuming that hits you roha uh that is four points of piercing damage. The second one against Braun, that's a natural two, so that's not going to hit anyone. <laughs> um, and then against Omphi, that is a uh, 19 total, so that's going to hit, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, and you take five points of piercing damage as this arrow comes from behind you. So there's three near the cart. One had just attacked and is backing away from Kelly. Two are actually on the cart or next to the cart, and then there's two, like, behind us shooting arrows? Yeah, uh, there are three behind you shooting arrows. Three, so there's six total? Yes. Okay, that's what I wanted to confirm. Yep. Um, Redford and Kelly are going to go, so again, Kelly is going to try and swing at this guy in front of him. <laughs> it's not gonna hit. <laughs> um... So then Kelly, uh, Redford comes up from behind in order to get advantage and help out his friend. That one will hit. Um, so that's a D10. He kind of growls and charges this guy uh, for 
nine points of damage and fells him uh, in front of uh, uh, in front of Kelly. So one bandit is down. Two are still trying to get stuff off of the cart and seeing this one their uh, fellow go down um, are trying to basically stuff their pockets and run. Um, it is Rua's turn. All right. Uh, for the two that are trying now to get moving, about how far from us are they? Uh, probably like 20 feet. Okay. Okay. Yep. Rua's gonna run on over there and go ahead and attack. Hopefully one that's distracted with stuff in his hands. <laughs> go ahead and roll your attack. All right. And Rua is going with the short sword first. That was a seven. Total? Yeah, no, I, I rolled a two. Okay, because they're not hard to hit. No, I rolled a two. <laughs> okay, that one will miss. Um, but then it's going to go in for the bonus action with the dagger in the other hand. That one is a 24. Definitely hits. Well, it's not going to do much because offhand, but it's going to be three points of damage. So you rush up following Redford uh, and stab into... Uh, the cart with your short sword, but then uh, follow up with a dagger and manage to nick his arm. Um, he kind of hisses and starts backing away. Uh, he's almost certainly going to run. Uh, Umphi, it is your turn. So having seen that Rua is kind of handling the people, uh, or handling the ones near the cart, I look over at where the arrows came from. Um, can I see anything? I do have dark vision for 60 feet. Go ahead and make a perception check. Oh, Lord, that's a six. <laughs> that's okay. You kind of follow the direction that the arrows came from, and you can see figures, uh, three figures hunched in the grass. So they're not super obvious, um, but they are definitely there. And how far away are they? Uh, they're, again, about like 20, 30 feet in the opposite direction. So Okay, I am going to go ahead and cast Ice Knife. Okay. Yeah, they are pretty much all right next to each other. So if you want to target the one in the middle, right, the, they all make deck saves. Uh, so I rolled a hit first, which, oh my gosh, is the nat one. Oof. So that's a six to hit. Nope. Um, Not going to do it. But it is a nat one. But it explodes upon impact. Okay. Um, which does uh, 2d6 cold damage. So that is seven damage. Um, you make deck saves first, right? If they, yeah, if they don't uh, make the deck save, correct. One makes it for sure. Um, the other one definitely fails. Um, and then the third also succeeds with a 17. Um, so they take half damage. Must succeed on a dex throw or take. So it's not half damage. It's just they either take it or they don't. Okay. So the one you threw it at, as this um, ice explodes in their direction, uh, there's this one icicle that was supposed to actually like hit it and deal damage, but hits it at its feet and then explodes into its face. Um, and so he takes the brunt of it as his other companions duck behind him uh, for seven points. Okay, excellent. Um, anything else on your turn? Nope, that's it. Cool. Ron, you are up. All right. Um, I'm going to go after one of the ones that were stealing things from our the caravan. Yeah. So I'm going to go after the one that uh, oh, has already been hurt. 
and stuff, or the one that was targeted. Yeah, I'll go after that one. Run up next to Rua. Yeah, yeah, might as well get at least one down or try to. All right, and I'm gonna attack with my longsword. Um, and that is a 24 to hit for sure. <laughs> and I'm gonna smite. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so that's gonna be 3d8 plus five damage. That's six plus seven, 13 plus one is 14 plus five, 19 damage. He explodes in radiant light as you bring your sword down on him. Um, and the things that he had like kind of stuffed into his pockets, like the, uh, it was like a silk dress and like some costume jewelry uh, are now exploded on the ground. <laughs> Jesus. I think Rua looks at Broad like utterly shocked. <laughs> I think, I, I think this is the first time Bronze actually killed someone, like killed, killed someone. I think he is very shocked too. <laughs> I didn't expect, I didn't expect them to explode like that. That was a lot. I'm gonna have to pray extra hard tonight. That was, that was intense. <laughs> Rock, you are up as this burst of radiant light lights up the night what would you like to do uh there, there's still a guy running away i assume yeah there's one guy on the, still on the back of the cart who looks like he's about to dip and then there's three people with uh three archers uh ruck is gonna cast hunter's mark on the uh the person right in front of him uh and he's gonna uh, kind of charge towards him and kind of like looks a little more spry than the old guy should for begging to go in the cart but you know uh, but he's not, he's just going to charge at him and he's actually not going to hit him. He's just trying to scare him away. Cause after seeing, uh, one of the guys just completely explode, he's kind of in shock and doesn't want to murder everybody. Roll an intimidation check with advantage. Uh, 18. Awesome. Yeah. So he like backs up and almost trips over the lip of the cart edge as he like falls backwards out of it. Um, he's definitely running. It's not his turn yet though. So Nakzara, what would you like to do? So are those archers in the tall grass on the, where the car, in the tall grass the cart's in, or the other tall grass? Sorry, say that one more time. So are they on the other side of the road where, so, because I'm thinking of setting the grass on fire, but I don't want to set our cart on fire. <laughs> no, they're on the same side, like the, uh, the, the scouts, they're on the same side as you. So it's like the um, carts are here next to the road. Um, you guys are sleeping here, and then the the archers are over here, um, basically off the map right now. I'm gonna just still cast Fireball on, I'll say the, the one that just got an explosion of ice in their face. Awesome. Cold and hot. <laughs> He's having hot flashes. Go ahead and roll your attack. Okay, so that is a 16. Definitely hits. And that's four damage. Okay, is it still up, but barely. He's like patting out flames on his clothes, uh, sees that two of his comrades have fallen and they are also going to turn tail. Um, okay, is that the end of your turn? Yes, that's the end of my turn. Okay, so the one that fell off the cart is going to scramble up and flee away across the road. So not in the direction of his fellows. And then the three archers you see also 
turn tail and start running away. So they're sprinting in opposite directions of you guys. Um, and only the one that fell off the cart managed to get some minimal stuff. Uh, but we will come out of initiative. Uh, as as they're running away, Noxara is just going to fire off some more firebolts in their direction. Yeah, uh, go ahead. What's your uh, range on that? Uh, 120 feet. Nice. Yeah, so you get two more attacks on them as they run away. <laughs> okay, I'll roll those two more attacks. Um, one of them is a modified 20. Hits. And the other one is a... Uh, is a 17. Roll your damage on the first one. Okay, the first one, that is a natural 10. Uh, the one that was trying to like pat himself out trips as you shoot your firebolt and it hits him in the back and scorches him and he's down. Um, <laughs> and then go ahead and roll damage on the second one. Uh, that one's a, a, an eight. <laughs> the other one, you kind of, as they're dwind like their shapes are dwindling in the dark, you still hit him. But you can't. You you think he probably got away, um, and then they are gone. See if he pops out of a blanket and says, uh, "Hmm, maybe you guys are worth your salt." And I go up to the Barty guards and just be like, "Yeah, you saw that knife. See, I have weapons. I just don't have to carry them." Big brain thinking. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and Redford and Kelly are kind of like inspecting the the bandits on the ground. That, not the one that Braun exploded, but the one that they had taken care of before. Is there anything left of the one that exploded? It's a burnt up skeleton. Like it was incinerated instantly. Noct is going to, if it's skeletal, Noct is going to be like, just like nudge it with uh, her bare, because she's barefoot. She's going to nudge it with her bare foot and then just start collecting like bone, charred bone they're hot um she's gonna she's probably gonna do i have any spells that would probably cool it off i mean you can wait for it to cool down and then collect it <laughs> yeah she'll wait for it to cool down she'll gonna be like uh nagzara would like some some of these uh material uh please do not touch uh but uh, why uh, why not um because okay I, I kind of like you. This is this is uh, weird, but uh, it, new and interesting. As long as we use every part of the body, I'll use any other bones that you don't take. We have to honor them somehow. I'll pray for them. Uh, Nagzara is very uh, amazed by explosion, friended. Me too. Yeah, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I just called upon my god, and this is what happened, I guess. Whoa. <laughs> oh, your god is pretty angry. Your god must not have liked this fellow. I, I agree with this one. My god loves everyone. They were just trying to steal. I'm a little stressed, not gonna lie. I've never left home, and this happens. Would you like to pet Tankus? I would love to have a cat on my head right now. Uh, Noxara is going to put Tankus back on the head. Thank you, friend. Bron's just going to like kind of slump over and just pet the cat. Stress pet the cat again. She perches and like has her paws tucked underneath her and just kind of squishes down into your head. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> I think Anthe's gonna go over and pat Braun uh, like she did earlier when she healed them, just to for some added comfort. Thank you. 
Awesome. So you guys clean up, collect the bones that you wish to collect. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not at all. Fifi doesn't even blink at it. <laughs> like, all right, let's, we're, we're not doing anything with them. Um, Redford and Kelly pick up some of the uh, materials that were dropped by the explosion um, and repack the crates um, and pick up some of the th things that fell out of the retreating bandits' pockets as well. What were they trying to steal? I mean, they were just trying to get whatever they could get their hands on. So they were like basically opened up one crate and started basically taking whatever was in it. Um, so it looked like costume jewelry and some of the cloth, um, like a dress that was a costume, that sort of thing. Um, and managed to get away with maybe a few pieces of costume jewelry. <laughs> So I just want to clarify, I can add skeleton into my inventory, correct? Because I have future plans. So you would have had to take it apart in order to fit it into a bag. So you can say you have a deconstructed skeleton. Yes. Okay. I I, as long as I have the pieces, I'm good. Yeah. There's probably a few that are, you know, too broken to use in anything, just too burnt to a crisp. Um, but you have the majority of it, yeah. Okay. I might have questions for you later um, about, because for my plans, but later down the line, this is going to this is gonna be wonderful. Sounds great. I think on that note, <laughs> that will be the end of the first episode. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more Dice Collectors content, please follow us on Twitter at Dice Collectors and check out our Patreon. If you like the show, give us a review and a holler. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep rolling.